0: This is 4L with Ryan O'Neill and Rebecca DeCoster. All right, DeCoster, emergency pod. Do you have a siren?
1: Like, we need a siren noise (sighs) inserted here.
0: I have no siren. That was the best I could do. Uh, (laughs) We are literally recording this. We, We dropped everything to do a quick emergency podcast. Uh, because the verdict in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial just came down
1: I'm I can't I I we might not be able to do this because I don't have words (laughs) (laughs) this is your baby
0: like this is like I didn't think anything would replace your love of Ted Lasso but this trial did
1: well that's because I'm curious and not judgmental right (laughs) <laughs> which is a total lie about this trial. <laughs> so earlier this
0: afternoon, today's June 1st, uh, they announced that the jury had reached a verdict. It was to be announced at 3 o'clock p.m. The jury came out and then were sent back into. Right,
1: because they uh, hadn't done damages. They just Right, which,
0: which is kind of an important part of a civil trial, unless unless both parties are losing. But the fact that they had damages. um it was sort of an indicator that, that at least one of them were going to be successful on their claims. Just sort of like a brief reset. Johnny initially sued Amber Heard for $50 million in defamation from a Washington post op-ed that she published. Uh, She countersued Johnny Depp for $100 million. $100 million. $100 million. Uh, So, you got the numbers there. How did the jury find? So,
1: wait, you're jumping right in, and I feel like we need, like, some color on the play. First of all, let me just
0: say... This so, is our third podcast on this trial. I don't know how much more <laughs> color we can... And it's probably going to be... There's going to be a fourth, because we are getting our defamation friend, Diana Warshaw, to give us her opinions on this. And she is right. the expert. So... um
1: let me just point out, in addition. Also Camille
0: Vasquez is joining us in 10 minutes.
1: Oh my God. I would fangirl so hard. <laughs> I would fan fangirl so hard. Um, okay. Buddy
0: and their brothers trying to talk to Camille Vasquez. I don't think she's talking to the world's uh, sixth best legal podcast. So,
1: right. <laughs> 62nd best legal
0: podcast. No, six. We're totally up higher.
1: Okay. Um, but I, Also, for those of you that didn't get a chance to watch it live, Johnny's entire legal team was there, but not Johnny Depp because he's already on the road (laughs) and Amber and her legal team were there. I will say that I was surprised by how stoic both sides were during the reading of the verdict, which was as follows. Um, Apparently Johnny Depp sued on four different counts of defamation. Each of those were a separate statement in the op-ed. And the jury found that he'd proven defamation on each of those. Um, They awarded him. Oh, I hope I don't get this backwards. Um, It was a total of $15 million. 10 million 10
0: million were damages 5 million were punitive
1: right so compensatory damages of 10 million um and five million dollars punitive i believe um and then for her countersuit of 100 million dollars um they found that one of the statements that she sued on and i was i had gone into a fugue state at that point so I I'm not sure exactly how many statements she sued on but it didn't seem like they read her portion of the verdict that long. Um, maybe there were three or four statements at any rate, they found that she proved defamation as to just one of them and awarded her two million dollars. Um, so he nets out at 13 um, which, is probably his attorney fees plus the settlement back, the divorce settlement back, because I believe the divorce settlement was seven million bucks, which she said she donated, but apparently she doesn't know what donated means because she thinks it means the same thing as pledge. Um, But anyway, so he, and so it's probably enough to pay the attorneys and get the extorted, in my opinion, divorce settlement back,
0: but. Yeah. So, and there's a lot to unpack here, probably more than we have to know in this.
1: Well, there's not that much interesting to unpack other than the actual verdict and the fact that she did not show any emotion while that verdict was read. Then she, went, everybody left the courtroom. She left by herself. Her attorneys did not follow her out. Um, and then I thought I saw her sister and one other person I didn't recognize kind of go after her back. Through the back, and then there was a lot of hugging for the plaintiff side attorneys and other folks who were pretty
0: excited. Yeah, there's. I'm trying to find it. No, there's a lot to unpack. So, like the House Judiciary GOP Twitter account, you know. Posting a GIF of Jack Sparrow. That seemed that seemed interesting. Um,
1: Odd. This is why I'm not on Twitter because it's a just like a cesspool of weirdness. What, Ryan? You're reading and no one can hear your brain. Right.
0: So I and I, I was. I know I'm I'm doing the thing I shouldn't be doing. There was an interesting point somebody made on Twitter all over the place here Uh, essentially that and he's an attorney that the two million dollars that she's awarded sort of contradicts their previous finding that she defamed him right i guess right you you know here's here's 15 million johnny because what she said about you wasn't true but here's two million amber because what he said because what he said that you said about him was
1: well, Actually, but it's, it's, also it's true. what what were your damages from that statement, right? And I think he originally, my impression was that the fifty million that he sued her for for the defamation was because he was alleging that he lost the Pirates franchise because of the defamation, and that he would have made. I don't know, like 45 million or 50 million from that franchise. And then he lost some other role because of it. Maybe it was the Harry Potter thing. Um, So that was my impression was that at least his damages were related in some way, shape or form to what he was saying he lost because of the defamation. But I never really understood where her Dr. Evil, hairless cat, $100 million came from. Cause she, yeah. I, she was like, "Oh, they cut down my part in Aquaman." Okay, but you still got paid, right? Right. It's not like they renegotiated your contract. Well, they did renegotiate her contract, but it's not like you're not getting residuals or you you lost that part. I don't think she's getting Aquaman three. I'll tell you that right now.
0: Uh, probably not. <laughs> And and, and and so when we set out on this and talked about this trial, I don't know, it's like been weeks now, um, I had said to you, and I still maintain that this is, that I, that I believe this, that I felt like Johnny Depp's filing of this case had less to do with actually getting the verdict today. I think today was an absolute cherry on top for him versus having an opportunity to put witnesses forward in a trial that would be televised and consumed by people In the hopes of telling a story that would exonerate him to the point where studio executives and directors and producers felt comfortable casting him again. Because essentially when this op-ed came out and and other allegations came out, I mean, he was completely ostracized, right? Like Disney came out and was like, nope, no more Jack Sparrow. And Warner Brothers came out and said, nope, no more Fantastic Beasts. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know... To me, it still remained his, the, the, the most crucial component of this case was, was winning in the court of public opinion, which he by and large did. That isn't to say that there aren't detractors of his online. I mean, it, 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 Twitter is an absolute cesspool right now. I mean, when isn't it a cesspool? Um, but it's an absolute cesspool right now of, of people essentially saying that, you know, the legal system has now encouraged men who abuse women to sue them, to clear their names, while other people are saying wait a second wasn't he the one who was abused um it goes back to something you and I have talked about where again there seems to be very little application of nuance by anybody online to saying perhaps this was a relationship where both parties um where both parties just you know were in in such a toxic state with one another that, that that relationship was just combustible and I and I still you know I'm surprised in in a sense because I I really thought, as I've said previously, I didn't think he would be victorious on it, not because I didn't think his attorneys did a a great job or or put on a great case. They did a phenomenal job. Um, But the standard that you have to hit as a public figure on defamation cases is so high, Um, and that's something I wanted to talk to Diana Warshaw about when we get her on here. Um, that I, I just didn't think that a jury was, I mean, even when you heard the jury instructions last week and that you know, judges, like they have to show up, up, And you're like, oh, there's no way he's going to be able to hit that. At least that was my impression. And, and I was wrong. He, he, he did, you know, at least in the eyes of the jury did meet that threshold.
1: Well, and my prediction was not dissimilar. It was that everyone was going to take their toys and go home. So either yeah, it was yeah. going to be, they both were awarded the same amount of money as like a message, like. You can stop arguing with each other now, like, you know, no, it's a wash essentially. So either it was going to be a $0 verdict or it was going to be a wash or it was going to be a no cause or whatever. Um, But incorrect, I completely incorrect on that. And I think though, it demonstrates one thing we've already talked about in the other parts of this podcast about this trial, which is good lawyering makes a difference. Yep. Yep. But lawyering makes a a big difference. If you think it doesn't matter, it does because not necessarily because, you know, the fanciest footwork wins, but you got to be able to get your case in. And if you don't know what you're doing, you're not going to be able to get your case in.
0: So well, his, his, his attorneys, and it's, it's the one thing that I think I don't care what law school you went to. I don't care what your LSAT score was. I don't care if you multi-stated out in the bar exam. You can overcome all of those sort of like fancy ribbon awards by being prepared. And, and I felt like his team was so overly prepared, um, for every single witness they, they anticipated every single cross exam. Um, obstacle and there's one and we're going to talk about and we talked about it did we talk about it where I don't know that we did where where you know amber heard testified under oath I was afraid because in that moment I was concerned I you know I was remembering him throwing Kate moss down the stairs. Yeah and you saw his attorneys you know react probably more boisterously than than I would have a literal fist
1: pump like a literal fist fist pump pump.
0: (laughs) with with a smile from, from lead attorney Ben Chu. And sure enough, there's Kate Moss, you know, within a day or so to say, never happened. Not true. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm I'm reading the statement that she released on Twitter, which she did 36 minutes after the verdict, less than 36 minutes after the verdict was over, which means she either had a PR team, already have something crafted. Who um,
1: who, who released a statement? Amber Heard.
0: Okay. So I'm going to read this for you, and we'll, we'll just sort of write this down. The disappointment I feel today is beyond words. I'm heartbroken. The mountain of evidence still was not a stand. It was, still was not enough to stand up to the disproportionate power, influence, and sway of my ex-husband. Oh, come on. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how much. I mean, I know Johnny's got friends. I don't know how much sway Johnny Depp has, but okay. I'm even more disappointed with what this verdict means for other women. It is a setback. It sets back the clock at a time when a woman who spoke up and spoke out could publicly be shamed and humiliated. Hold on. Is she
1: re-defaming him? Is she re-defaming him on Twitter?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It sets back the idea that violence against women is, is to be taken seriously. And again, when I read that statement, I go, well, you know, you've got some real credibility issues when you specifically pointed out in court under oath, he did this to this woman. And that woman comes in and under her own oath says, that's a lie. That didn't happen. Well,
1: her point is somewhat well taken, but it probably shouldn't have come from her. And the point Mm -hmm. being that it has been a historical struggle to get people to listen to women. Yep. Right. No doubt. It's been a historical struggle to get people to take domestic violence seriously, which they should. Whether the perpetrator is male or female, whether the victim is male or female, whether it's mutual combat, it all should be taken seriously for a lot of reasons, including how traumatic it is for children to witness and be a part of and have the trauma of that. But wrong messenger perhaps today. From well,
0: her. so so let's continue on because we're going to get into some more hiccups. I believe Johnny's attorney succeeded in getting the jury to overlook the key issue of freedom of speech. What? Uh, that's yeah. not you even know, a thing. That's not a thing, right? Everybody online, I read this constantly. Like, well, he's, you know, anytime somebody has their freedom of speech, if it's not the government, it's not a freedom of speech issue. Johnny oh. Depp is not the government.
1: Right. And also, you don't get to lie. Like, that's not freedom of speech. It's political speech under the First Amendment. It's not the right to say anything about anybody that you want.
0: Right. That's not how that works. But her freedom of speech, but her rights weren't infringed upon. Nobody came down and said, you can't say these things. But under civil law, if you say something that isn't true, you may be responsible for that.
1: Right, you can, she can say whatever she wants, but there, she gets the consequences that come with that as well, which apparently are worth about $15 million in this case. Uh,
0: and ignore the evidence that was so conclusive that we won in the UK. So, you know, again.
1: But different legal standard in the UK.
0: Different legal standard, right. Um, I'm hoping Diana can tell us the difference between UK and US defamation laws. I'm sad I lost this case. Which is sort of interesting because I have seen it being framed both ways that they both won and lost, right, because they both had, she at least had one count that went in her favor, but she very much, I guess, on the money side was the loser to the tune of 13 million. But I am sadder still that I seem to have lost a right I thought I had as an American to speak freely and openly. Again, you're, you're, you know, wanting to turn this into a First Amendment issue, and that's not the case.
1: The only thing that makes sense to me is she's going to try and run for something, which is terrifying to me, because she might actually win.
0: sure. This country doesn't have a history at all of electing people who are wholly unfit for office. Um, Aaron Burr. Uh, (laughs) I I went all the way back.
1: Yeah,
0: you went all the way back. I went all the way back to the, what would he have been? The third vice president. Um, Uh, If
1: I could sing, I would sing some Hamilton
0: for you. I can't sing, but that soundtrack is like always in my head. Um, So I, and look, for for folks who are listening who aren't lawyers or even the ones who are lawyers but fell asleep during trial procedure class in law school, this is not the end of the road, right? She's obviously, before we even get to appellate options, I would assume her legal team is going to make a motion to the court uh, for a judgment. Is it judgment notwithstanding the verdict?
1: Judgment notwithstanding the verdict. I mean, I think it's different. Called different things in different jurisdictions, but that's right. the
0: gist. Essentially, hey, judge, this, this jury went rogue. The evidence didn't support with this with this award. You know, um, and I got to tell you, I in some ways I think maybe the punitive damages could be in play there. I could see, I could maybe see that being struck down.
1: Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, how... it's a jury verdict. Like
0: they're I so know. hard to. I know. But, but that's going to be the next step.
1: Um... And, and it's not like it's a criminal trial, even though sometimes it seemed like it was a criminal trial, but it's not. It's a civil trial and it's a jury verdict. Like, I mean, I guess you can throw good money after bad, but why would you want to? So my reaction about the, like, this is going to dampen women's willingness to come forward when they're being abused. And I get that. And I understand to some extent that is going to be the incorrect message that's received, but I don't think that's the issue. The issue is that people who falsely claim abuse, make it less likely that women who are genuinely abused or men who are genuinely abused, like apparently the jury believed Johnny Depp was under these circumstances, or at least that he wasn't the abuser. That's the person you should be mad at. Don't be mad at the judicial system for working the way that it is designed to. Like be mad at the person who falsely alleged abuse. Like, it's only a bad message if you think she was genuinely like 100% the victim in this case, which I don't know how you listen to those recordings and pay attention to that trial and think that she was. Right.
0: Nobody, man or woman, should be made to feel as though if they were a victim that they did something wrong or that they shouldn't feel comfortable coming forward. At the same time, this was a six-week trial with a lot of evidence, and I think people are are overlooking that there were statements that she made that were just very clearly refuted, and she did not come across as very credible. I mean, that's
1: that's been my drumbeat from the beginning, is that this was a a trial about credibility to a large extent, and she just wasn't credible, Right. and like i i get it i understand like you want people who are you know in toxic bad harmful abusive relationships to report and have the authorities take them seriously and get out but that's this that's not what happened here also like not everyone who gets out of a relationship then publishes something in a national newspaper that's clearly about the perpetrator and then expects there to be no consequences. Like I, I'm I speculating here, but I think a lot of people who get out of those relationships are just happy to be out, right? And you're not going to be publishing something that is that antagonistic. I just, it, it's amazing to me.
0: Yeah. I still think at the end of the day, his attorneys did a better job. They were more prepared. Um, good lawyering helps. and she just didn't come across as very credible and, and, and had actual statements refuted by witnesses and, and that's just really tough to come back from. you know when you especially when a jury hears that you can't unring that bell.
1: Well, and I think, I guess Monica Lewinsky wrote an article for Vanity Fair, maybe, about sort of the troubling things about this trial and about a lot of people's obsession about this trial. And one of them is obviously the dampening effect that it has on reporting, which I, sh- I share the same concern, though I don't know that that's the message that should be received. But she also talks about how terrible we all are for being fascinated with it. And I don't disagree with that either. Like it's, <laughs> it's with a lot of self-loathing that I'm obsessed with this trial,
0: For honestly. They're, well, and look, I'm not making excuses that we. this is our part three of our, I think, Lloyd, I, I, can you think of a trial? What, what is the last trial before this one that, that people were so, and I'm talking celebrity trial. I'm not talking like, you know, uh, I'm sorry, I'm celebrity. It's got to be O.J., right?
1: That was my thought because I can't think of another one that was televised in the same right way. And I think we touched on this in a prior part of this podcast that that was pre-social media and even really pre-cell phone. Like everybody still had beepers at that point, so yep. it it was processed in a very different environment. Um, and it wasn't like memes and it wasn't, you know, you were just watching the trial without a ton of feedback, except for the people who were in your immediate social circle and newspapers and television. But there wasn't all of, you know, these like armchair lawyers or armchair journalists or armchair whatever, who were chiming in.
0: Nope. Nope. What's your...
1: what's your favorite meme that's come out? Let's, I mean, what's your favorite? Because I know what
0: mine is. Hmm. Favorite meme that's come out of this. I I guess the one that I, I laugh at the most is, is, has been the wide application of Johnny's testimony of, isn't it always happy hour? so like so you know like i've seen memes that'll be like when i when i crack open a cold one during my office zoom meeting and then it's johnny depp isn't it half isn't it always happy hour you know that's funny
1: i think mine is a very specific one it's not just the my dog stepped on a bee which is awesome and i've seen like i think i sent you one that where someone had animated it and then the bee was objecting like do you Do you remember that
0: one? (laughs) (laughs) We've seen so many. But
1: but my favorite though was the the girl who's coming out of anesthesia after oral surgery. And her mom says to her, how are you feeling? And her response was, my dog stepped on a bee and then she made like a weird face while her mouth is still all numb and everything. I probably watched that 25 times and laughed (laughs) super hard
0: every single one yeah all right well there you have it that's the verdict and i don't like i said i don't think this is the end of our journey with this we are working to get uh diana warshaw and she wrote the article on the mean girls burn book defamation case and i think she'd be fascinating to talk to i've i've messaged her she's been following the trial again like i know we feel bad about it but i think like it's just a lawyer thing i think we're all watching this and You know,
1: well, and lawyers aren't the only ones either. I mean, it is, it's it's everyone's a
0: lawyer now, right? It's everybody went went from being uh epidemiologists to attorneys, 100 collectively as a group, right? All right, until next time,
1: let's hope for no appeal so we don't have to do a part five.
0: Oh, there'll be appeals.